Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So yesterday I had an opportunity to speak with Aaron O'Toole, the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, who of course wants to be Prime Minister of Canada. We talked about uh, quite a few things, and just have a listen to, uh, to how this went. It's actually for the... For the half hour. So here's how it started. Aaron O'Toole speaking with me yesterday on the Chorus Radio Network. Mr. O'Toole, Mr. Trudeau, we're told, will be naming a September 20 federal election date. Uh, You've said an election now is not necessary, but it looks like you're going to get it anyway. So how are you going to fight this particular election? You know they're going to come after you. Particularly, it appears Mr. Trudeau thinks uh, he can take you lightly. How will you fight this election? Gloves on, gloves off. Oh, well, look, a bit of both, Roy. We don't think it's the right time for an election. You know, there are risks of a fourth wave. There's businesses, thousands of them hanging on by a thread, especially in tourism and hospitality. We've been promoting some ideas for that. And he's been propped up by the, the NDP and the bloc whenever he's needed to. So there's no need for this other than him putting his political interests first. But we're going to fight essentially on Canada's recovery plan. We've got a five-point plan, jobs, accountability, a national leadership on mental health, being more prepared in the future for a crisis or a pandemic and getting the budget back to balance over the next 10 years. Canadians deserve a plan. So this election, if it comes, Roy, will be about who's going to deal with the aftermath economic, the the disruption, the national unity issues, who's going to get the country moving, and it's going to be a conservative government. So we're recording this interview the day before it airs, and there's a news story this morning that you're seeking intervener status in court Uh, demanding access to unredacted government documents concerning the firing of two scientists from the National Microbiology Lab in Winnipeg. Talk to us about that, please. And do you think Canada may have unwittingly been caught in an espionage scheme organized by China? Well, yes, that's my concern, Roy. And and Mr. Trudeau even mentioned espionage when one time I was pinning him down in the House of Commons on this. This is unprecedented. Just as the House was wrapping up for summer, Mr. Trudeau, his government, takes Parliament to court to cover up release of documents on the Winnipeg lab scandal, the fact that scientists with deep ties to the Chinese military had been granted access to our top secret lab and had been actually doing partnership and sharing of of dangerous pathogens and viruses with the Wuhan Institute, the Virology Institute. So as, as the whole world is investigating origins and these sorts of things, this is a red flag. And the fact that for the first time in the history of our country, he's trying to use the courts to block the will of Parliament. Parliament passed to have these documents disclosed is unprecedented. So as opposition leader, as someone who served in the military, as someone that was a cabinet minister, I'm saying we're intervening so Trudeau can't use the courts to actually cover up the accountability that our democracy is supposed to give Canadians. So you're not for a moment discounting the possibility that this government was perhaps unwittingly caught in an espionage scheme organized by China. 
No, I, that's what we're trying to get to the, the root of, Roy. We do know there was exchange of, of virus samples, and we know uh, that was being approved and authorized throughout the time of Mr. Trudeau's leadership. We know that there was high-level access granted to scientists that we can't even get basic questions answered on, and now apparently they're back uh, in China. So there's so many questions here, and, and Roy, for six years, Justin Trudeau has been offside with respect to China. You know that, you've talked about it. I've talked about it, whether it's on Huawei, whether it's on human rights, whether it's on the, the two Michaels and Mr. Schellenberg, who had his sentence uh, confirmed as a death penalty. They're using our citizens as pawns. So I'll be a strong and consistent voice for our interests, our security and our values, unlike Mr. Trudeau, who's always out of step with China. Well, let's talk about uh, Michaels, Spavor and Kovrig and Robert Schellenberg, who is under a death sentence. Uh, upheld by the appeals court in China, and apparently the appeals courts upheld the lower court's rulings about 99% of the time. But we have Michael Spavor and Kovrig, who are essentially hostages of China. And uh, what would you do if you were prime minister of this country? How do you respond to China, whose ambassadors, as you well know, insult this country from within this country? Absolutely. They need to see strength not weakness in a Canadian prime minister. And they will see that with me. As you know, I've been for five years saying Huawei should not be part of our 5G and we should have a different approach with state-owned enterprises from communist China. They're not just a multilateral or multinational like other companies. Uh, We were the party that brought a motion to declare a genocide taking place against the Uyghur minority population in China. We need principle. And I think when our our citizens are approaching a thousand days in prison in a in horrible conditions. We should be using tools like Magnitsky sanctions on certain officials to apply pressure and to make sure our allies do. Our allies see Justin Trudeau as out of step on China as well, especially the United States, three different administrations. So we're not getting full support from our allies because we're seen as being out of step. We need to, to have a principled approach with respect to human rights, our citizens, trade and our national security and this for my business as back business background being a canadian armed forces veteran roy i will always stand up for our interests and our values okay mr o'toole the afghan interpreters you've been on this for quite some time i saw a letter that you wrote to the previous immigration minister who dismissed your appeal to bring the afghan interpreters to this country that was 2017 but here we are today where the interpreters who are still in Afghanistan are under direct threat of torture and death by the Taliban. I just received an email just 10 minutes before I spoke with you with an interpreter we've had on the air quite recently, and I was very concerned about him, and I'm even more concerned now over the content of what he wrote. He's terrified of where he is, and and he's terrified of the prospects of not getting out of the country. How do you assess what this government has done and is doing now as far as getting the interpreters out of Afghanistan is concerned? Well, the Trudeau government has done nothing, Roy. And thanks to your voice, to Joe Warmington, many Canadian Armed Forces veterans, they've been advocating for these left-behind interpreters. Many were brought back by the Conservative government at the end of the Afghanistan conflict. But because of the, the lack of structure in Afghanistan, some of them didn't know about the program. They are at risk because they helped Canada. So that is about as important of a persecuted refugee that we need to bring to Canada as there is, because they're at risk because they helped our men and women in uniform. And to his credit, John McCallum worked with with a number of us to bring one 
back, Mr. Akam, uh, five years ago, and then Min- Minister Hussein and everyone else, including Sajan, who served in Afghanistan, completely ignored these interpreters. So now with the Taliban closing in on, on Kabul and, and, and all, the, all, all the cities in, in, in Afghanistan, we're out of time. And the Trudeau government wasted the five years that we could have done to bring these left-behind interpreters back. So thanks for your advocacy. We, we need to, to move quickly because the Taliban is getting its, its grip on the whole country. Yeah. And these interpreters and their families are under a death sentence. Mr. O'Toole, let's uh, bring issues home to Canada. Indigenous reconciliation. Speak to that, please. This is something I think all Canadians need to take a role in. And my first, the first time I rose in the House as opposition leader, Roy, my question was on a call to action with respect to truth and reconciliation with Indigenous peoples. We need more than just hollow words and empty promises like Mr. Trudeau on boil water advisories. Reconciliation is about restoring trust between the federal government and Indigenous communities, and that means delivering. So we're going to be talking about a number of ambitious policies to actually tackle some of the social issues, including water, but also have economic reconciliation. I want to see Indigenous peoples being partners in resource projects, in, in pipelines. There's an opportunity for us to have prosperity for all Canadians, and actually accelerate jobs and revenues for Indigenous communities. The other parties that are against energy, against the resource sectors, are actually holding back economic reconciliation. But particularly after the reminders from Kamloops and Cowessis, we also need to see swift action on, on the calls to action related to the former residential school sites. Do you believe you have good communications with the leaderships within the Indigenous communities? I do. You know, Roy, what's interesting is uh, I've I've worked on some of these issues, even when I was a lawyer in the private sector in Toronto, uh, all with Indigenous entrepreneurs and, and, and businesses. This is important to me. I've always participated in the debates here in Ottawa. I have a good relation with the First Nation uh, chief in my own community. And I've met with the new chief of the Assembly of First Nations and all other major groups to tell them we're going to make sure economic reconciliation restoring trust and allowing more Indigenous leaders, because there's a generation of, of business leaders, nonprofits, lawyers, consultants. We should have more governance, more accountability through Indigenous leaders being at the table to actually move the bureaucracy forward more swiftly. So, yeah. you know, the, the Liberal minister was insulting Jody Wilson-Raybould a few months ago and is not even trusted by the chiefs. I will restore that trust and build partnerships. Ms. Wilson-Raybould was a guest on my program. And I asked her about her, her book, Indian of the uh, Cabinet. And uh, it was very interesting, the answer that she, she, re, she replied with. And uh, we'll play that after I speak with you. We'll play it for our listeners. Mr. O'Toole, climate change, carbon tax. Whenever I speak with you, people say, ask him why he changed his mind on carbon tax. Why? Well, I changed my approach on carbon price. I still oppose the carbon tax, Roy. Sending more and more money into the black box of of revenue in Canada, in in Ottawa, is not a solution. In fact, Mr. Trudeau's tripling the price of his carbon tax and not even making the targets, and he's going to increase it even more. But when I promised that we'd come up with a plan to meet our Paris targets, but also get the country moving again after COVID, we realized we had to have a 
carbon price in there to make sure we met the emission reductions we needed, not just with the large emitters, but with small businesses, farming operations. The difference is our price is one-third the price, and it stays with the person. So the low-carbon savings account, it's a new approach. Yeah, it's innovative. It's not just a tax. It allows people to use the price they pay for their own purchase decisions. The only restriction is it has to be a purchase decision that gets your carbon footprint down. So we put this out as an innovative solution to the provinces. And the great thing, we've modeled it. It meets Paris, but it it gets the country moving again. Jobs, including in the resource sector, who already are getting emissions down. Justin Trudeau just wants to close these sectors. I want to work with them to make our targets, but get the country working again. Let me ask you about COVID, and uh, without rehashing everywhere we've been, let's pick it up where we are now. So there's general consensus in the medical community, I believe, that we're at the beginning of a fourth wave. If you become the prime minister of this country by October of this year, what will you do? Because you know well that the business community across Canada, large and small, is saying we cannot afford more lockdowns. We just cannot afford them economically. What would you do and what's your thinking on vaccine passports and required vaccinations for some sectors in the the, uh, national community? Well, you're right, Roy. I don't think we can afford more lockdowns. I talk to small business owners, especially in some of the hard-hit sectors like uh, live events, uh, restaurants, hospitality, tourism, travel. They're holding on by a threat. So our recovery plan, the first pillar, is going to help them. But we also need to make sure that as most of the population is vaccinated, as we hit close to herd immunity, let's use rapid testing. Let's use social distancing, masks, and all that stuff to contain and trace any, any little outbreaks without having to shut everything down. And I think a safe and secure uh, maintaining our opening, I've been in favor of opening the border, using rapid tests, using this, this, this information that we have from, from U.S. vaccination to make sure that we help the economy recover. And that's what we have to do. We have to continue to encourage people to get the vaccine, uh, use these measures to keep the economy open, to keep, make sure we're still working and I'll tell you, the provinces, if we had vaccines four months earlier, Roy, we would have had a third wave without the restrictions and lockdowns. Justin Trudeau did not deliver. I will. Our fourth pillar of our Canada recovery plan is about self-reliance, being ready for a crisis in the future, domestic vaccine capacity. I will deliver so that we never have to go through this type of restriction and lockdown period again. All right. Mr. O'Toole, I appreciate the time. Thank you very much. I look forward to speaking with you again during the campaign. I think we will, Roy. Thanks for all you're doing. So there's the interview with uh, Aaron O'Toole, the leader of the Conservative Party. And I did say that we would play the clip from uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould when she was on this program. Her book comes out in October, Indian in the Cabinet. And I asked her about the title of the book. I was incredibly proud um, to serve over three years as the Minister of Justice. I came to that role with a different world view, um, being a proud Indigenous person. The word Indian um, used in the title of my upcoming book is is something that I experienced in being treated like an Indian versus a proud Indigenous person. Too bad that book is not going to be uh, available prior to the election date because I think it will be impactful for everybody in this country. If you want to hear more, 
Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.